I've never really stolen Monster Munch, so I've never had to think about how I'd get away with it. Anyway. What have you stolen? Uh, many, <laughs> many people's hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I've just called it six degrees of separation. Six. Who am I? Because we've done one, this is our second podcast. For the podcast third time, out. get Dermot in. Well, I'm truly having my pants down. You love having mine, mine in <laughs> grooves. Took down, took both of our pants down and now he's getting off with Emil Hester. Now that Emil's got mine down, <laughs> may as well get someone else's. Welcome back to another episode of Still Nil Nil. We are back in the booth. It's a bit, bit of a different episode this week. We've actually got some live football to talk about. And we've changed up one of the games slightly, so make sure you listen to find out. Hope we uh, before we get into the football chat, have to do the super sincere. How has your week been, Wicket? Football's back. It's fantastic. <laughs> He's actually dancing. Um, remember a few weeks back, you asked me how much many of the games you reckon I'll watch, and I said probably about seventy-five percent. Yeah, I've um, I've watched them all. So far, <laughs> not necessarily like sat in front of a telly, but like I've had them on my iPad, I've had them on the phone. I've kind of, they've been in my eye line either way. So, um, yeah, it's great. Well, there's one in the background now. It's in all of our <laughs> eye lines, thanks to you. Yeah, we are recording this uh, as the second half of the Man City Burnley game is uh, gone, going on. We, uh, me and Greaves are quite upset because we triple Captain Aguero. <laughs> and as you listen to this, you'll know he's gone off injured. Which is great. Uh, other than that, which I didn't bombshell. see these these boys had to break that news to me, which Wigget took particular glee in, making you know me brilliant. guess, making me guess what misfortune had Aguero had come into. Do you know, we'll, you know uh, for the listeners' benefit, we'll cut that in right now. Mares has scored two. Yeah, would you believe it? Has Aguero got anything? Uh, he's got he's got something. He's probably got something. Has he been sent off? No. No. That's silly. Got an assist? I think no. he might get an assist. I don't really know how it works. Oh, if you get right. fouled for a penalty, it's an assist. He got fouled for is a penalty, it? yeah. Uh, okay, that's a, that is an assist. Why didn't he take the penalty? Yeah. Any guesses? Why didn't he take the penalty? You've got to guess. You've got to work it out. Oh, has he gone off injured? Yeah. In winning a penalty. <laughs> Ah, just, just, it's the curse of triple captain. I told Mark, you triple captain someone, generally, they fuck up somehow. Brilliant. I can't believe that. Oh. That's an outrage. Those Jesus come on. Yes. How, how's your week been, Greaves? Good. Uh, I've got more cycling to report, Mark. This time I took a cycle uh, to, uh, well, I incorporated Villa Park into one of my rides. Of course, home of an average of 0.5 points per post-restart <laughs> Premier League games. So I that's a that solid thing. record. Um, it was good to see it. I just wanted to feel part of it, you know. So I went and drank it in um, the it's day before fault. the game started. It, it could be my fault. Uh, yeah, the weather's turning again as well. So it's all looking up. It is looking up. It is looking up. And I think it's... I, well, I'd be interested to know what your opinions are, but I'm enjoying the football way more than I even thought I would. I knew I would enjoy it, but actually, and I know this is bad to say without the fans, but I still feel like it's the Premier League, even though it's a little mm. bit different. What, what do you guys think? Well, I'd like to know if you boys watch it, because Sky sing and dance about how they give you both options. Do you watch it with or without the crowd noise? 
with the I crowd. think I know we get to answer. The crowd. What do you do, Mark? I, I listen to it with the crowd. I've not actually listened to it without, apart from the end of the Villa game yesterday. Mm. I don't, I, I, I just, without realising, I realised that they'd cut out the sound. I hadn't changed the channel. The, the, the channel that had it on, uh, okay. on had cut out the sound. And I found it, uh, because I was, I, I was watching it, but I was also doing other things. My attention wasn't as glued mm. to the screen without the sound. I found mm. that my attention would, especially because it was a pretty awful game, my attention kind of went away a little bit. Whereas with the sound, even though it's piped in, you kind of keeps get, you in. It keeps you in. Yeah. You know, like Wiggett says, he watches football in the background. But I bet any money that when he hears a commentator or the you know the crowd go up, you, you turn around, don't you? You know, you're not always going to be able to watch football glued to the screen, especially this amount of games. So I think with the crowd, it definitely helps. What about you, Greaves? What do you do? I think. I agree with you that actually it's more encapsulating with the crowd, but I, th- I think I've watched more without it because I like to hear the players. I've definitely watched both Villa games without the crowd because I'm, I'm intrigued to hear how the team communicates and if you can hear the coaching staff and stuff. But I do agree that it's, it's more, you know, you're glued to it more when the crowd's in there. And they do well. That, you know, they use actual, you know, actual sounds from the teams that are playing. And it matches the tempo of the game and what's going on. So I think it is quite smart. Yeah, I think it is good. I think, was, I think um, it's... Sky have also, which I didn't realise, introduced a third way of watching it, almost a fan zone like they used to mm. have back in the day. So yesterday for the Merseyside derby, um, it was Tony Bellew and Akin Fenwa. Um, actually, alongside the match on a split screen, you could see their reactions. And it was just brilliant watching Tony Bellew, a lifelong Evertonian. Just, he's, he's like every fan. He, every time Liverpool are on the attack, he, he can't watch. He's behind, behind a pillow. Like, it was just, it was brilliant watching an actual fan watch a game again. Because, I mean, I'm not, wouldn't normally be too bothered about an Everton match. But it was quite nice seeing that passion from an Everton fan. Even though they arguably haven't got loads left to play for. But still, that, it, it was a derby. It was, you can't lose those sort of matches in, in his eyes. And uh, that, was, that was something I didn't think I'd enjoy, but I actually did. Yeah, I think, um, I'd like to say, adds a little, I think now's the time to be trying like things out again like that to add like a new dimension to, to watching it, especially without the fans. Um, but yeah, I think on the point of Everton, if we're going to go into the, the actual fixtures, um, they're a club for the past sort of, however long, like, you know what, as long as we've been alive, I feel, they're just a, cl- a club that's kind of been a nearly club. You know, Villa mm. back in the day used to be somewhere competing with them. Obviously, they're nowhere near them now. But I feel like under Angelotti, they've they suddenly look like a team that I know you're saying there's not a lot for them left to play for. But if they can play themselves into the rest of the season, you know, get more games under Angelotti, you know, they haven't lost since he's. I don't think they've lost at, uh, at home since he's took charge. No. Um, so I think I think that they're quite. They could be quite an exciting team going forward, definitely. And they've got quite. Um, they've got quite wealthy owners, haven't they? And if the Very. if the post COVID relaxation of FFP does definitely come in, depending on what the intricacies of that are, Everton with a big spend and Ancelotti as manager could could really push on, in the same way like Spurs did. Like you know, mm. a few years ago they you'd consider Spurs, Everton and Villa to be clubs about the same size, wouldn't you? Yeah. And all three of them are now at totally different levels. 
And there's no reason why Everton can't get to where Spurs are, I don't think. New stadium in the pipe works as well for Everton. Yeah. I think, that, I think that's, they've got planning permission for that. They've um, they turned down a bid from Barcelona for Richarlison in January, which was quite quite high bid, if I remember. I think it was 85 million. So random. So they're, they're obviously, they're going places, obviously. If you can convince the player to stay at you rather than go to Barcelona. Um, exciting time for Everton fans. Didn't Barcelona then sign a... Braithwaite. A Middlesbrough player instead. Is it Borough? Yeah, Middlesbrough, yeah. He scored the other day, you know. He's his first goal in God knows that, how many games. Fantastic. That rule in Spain is actually mental. Like, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, I know they all have to have release clauses, and if you just meet it with that emergency signing, the club can't actually do anything about it. Did you did you hear the one this week or last week where and it, uh, we get, you, you smile at me like was, you know? So what, what's the specifics? Celta Vigo. Yeah, they're given um, basically all their goalkeepers are injured. So well, I think two of the three goalkeepers are injured, so they've been granted an emergency signing, which um, which La Liga does to, for all its clubs. And rather than sign a goalkeeper, they signed Nolito, the ex-Man City striker. <laughs> <laughs> so does it just Who's shows? Who's playing in goal? I think they've got one keeper. <laughs> but they, they stuck Nolito in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we, we were mentioning that on a, um, a few shows back, weren't we, about how um, the leagues can favour clubs to, uh, to benefit them. And that's another example. The Premier League wouldn't necessarily do that for English clubs. But it's interesting yeah. that Spain would grant that emergency emergency signing, and obviously teams know there's loopholes in it for them. Yeah, it's clever. It's clever. I mean, like you say, there's a loophole in it, and and like we've discussed in another podcast, where teams, if they're going to be able to exploit a loophole, they'll definitely do it. Um, yeah, I think we should try and talk a little bit more about what actually happened this week. What was your favourite moment of? I mean, we're going to call it a round of fixtures. I know that uh, mm. four teams have played twice now. What was your what was your favourite moment? Uh, two teams have played twice, uh, Mark. Um, well, I mean, we were watching <laughs> Arsenal, Sheffield uh, United, and Villa, and Villa have all played. Oh yeah, damn twice. it! Okay, so we're both wrong. <laughs> well, we're watching and Man City play. Them. Nah, not not finished yet, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to say favourite moment, but I think the biggest talking point has to be in the first half of the first game, that, that goal decision system failure, which for years now, everyone's been like so impressed with and it's really watertight. And when, um, you know, when VAR messes up, people invariably point to GDS and they're like, why can't VAR be more like this? And that's gonna messed up. What was it, like the first case in something like 10,000 Over 9,000 games. Yeah. Saying that, because of the player's position on the line, all seven cameras were blocked. <laughs> Apart from the fact that, you know, the Sky one saw it. Collusion yeah. so, <laughs> was, the, was uh, the word. That was mad, I think. The really was mad. In the first game back after all this time, you can just feel the people who are in charge of that, the Hawkeye, must be thinking, why? Why the first <laughs> why game? Why now? <laughs> Everyone's watching. Happen? I mean, people are saying that it's... Obviously, as a Villa fan, it has benefited us slightly. Um, I've heard Sheffield United fans say that they should be given three points retrospectively, which is just ridiculous because if the goal was given, Villa would have changed the, the game's formation. Different. Yeah, yeah. And oh yeah, we would, have, we would have lost. We would have lost. Uh, we three. get Villa never. <laughs> we get Villa never change a formation. I do so you, you flawed that. I do forget. This, I do forget this. But no, you are right though. The, 
that's that's a load of rubbish, isn't it? Because the whole flow of the game is different and, and people's mindset changes. So I don't think there can be anything retrospectively on that. I just think it's, you no know, chance. hold your hands up. There's a massive error. Do you, think, do you think we should have let them score a la Leeds? Well, I mean, yeah. I've had a lot of... <laughs> I can imagine. For the listeners that don't know, I lived in Leeds for eight years. Um, so I've had a lot of Leeds fans mention this to me my overriding emotion on that is that the Villa Leeds game in which that happened both clubs couldn't finish anywhere but the playoffs so you know there's less jeopardy in doing that on top of that we're talking about a technological error here it wasn't the it wasn't a decision from Villa that led to the goal it was a technological error the argument with the Leeds one might be that it was their players that played on and I don't think that Leeds should have given Villa a goal. And I think that, you know, I think Villa were wrong to be so upset about it and demand a goal if they even did demand it. I just, I think that it should yeah. have just carried on. I but agree. I don't think that Villa had any responsibility to put right a technological error. I know that it's black and white, but there's been subjective ones that are all almost black and white that have gone against us and other clubs and many clubs all season. So these things happen. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, my favourite like part of that moment was um, was watching the replay of Tyrone Mings because I'm telling you now, he knew that was a goal. Yeah, he looked utterly dejected, and then it was just weird where he Nylon was just like, well, he clearly hasn't, yeah, it hasn't gone off. So, yeah. and then they must have been like, right, let's just go, let's carry yeah. on. It's just like you know, it's gone in because like a player's reactions tell everything, you know like a foul or anything like that. When a player doesn't protest with a defender when he's tackled a striker and it's a penalty, you know it's a penalty. Yeah. You knew that was a goal straight away because, you know, the the, uh, the way the players were acting. Um, what was your favourite moment of the weekend with you? Mine was um, was not conceding a goal from a free kick that wasn't given. <laughs> that was pretty horrible for about a minute or so. Mine was, um, it was the last 15 minutes of Man U Spurs. Um, on Friday really night, good. that the the tempo of that. I know we've said that we think the football's at a higher uh, standard than we thought it would be, but for me, it hasn't been great. The whole the, the performances of any team really, no, nothing to re- There's been no shock results yet. Man City looked pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but, but Man City looked good. Brighton obviously got a result against Arsenal, but for me, the tempo, the the two teams attacking. Uh, Man U and Spurs on Friday evening. It was, just, it was brilliant. That, that was a proper blood and thunder Premier League match, and that's what we all mm. want to see. Really, that for me, that was the best moment of football we've seen. And Man U yeah. actually were given a, were two penalties, one retracted, uh, rightly so. You think either were penalties? I think the first one is. First one. There's a case for it being and not. I think the first one is really tight. I it's can one see. Of them- it's one of them where if the referee gives it, VAR won't overturn it. If he doesn't give it, yeah, VAR exactly. won't overturn it. There's a, there's a subjective case for both, which means VAR, like you've just said, VAR can't overturn the ref because the ref could have got it right if he gave it or didn't give it. This is it. Decisions such as that have always been and still are subjective. You can't ever get away from that. Yeah. But it I, is. it's the, as well as you saying it's the one where if it, you know, if the ref gave it, it wouldn't be overturned. It's also the one where if it's your team, you think it's a pen. Yeah. If it's against your team, you don't think it's a pen. It's it's a coin toss, really. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think we've <laughs> we've got to talk about Arsenal. Oh, they're rubbish. There's no spine to the team, really. Defence is shocking. I was looking at the Wolves game the other day, and I thought, have, have Arsenal had a centre-back as good as Conor Cody in the past five years? And I, I don't think they have. No. But this is, I don't think they've had a defence for ten years. Ten years I honestly so, yeah. don't. No, I don't. This is the thing with Premier League football now, though, where you know we're talking about the, the equality and all the money, and teams are doing better you know you, you know Leicester over the past five six years who would have thought that the club they've become and you're looking at Wolves now and you think their team is way better than Arsenal's team like it's it's incredible what they've done what they've assembled um yeah Arsenal they've got they've got a couple of decent players like you know a couple of you know what Aubameyang's world class I, I don't yeah. think you can deny that when on his day he's, he's a great player but other than that they, I mean They've got, they haven't really got a lot, have they? I mean, Pepe's done one great thing since he started, and that was in the game against Brighton. That finish was very good. But I don't really rate them. They need to, they're, blood, they're blooding kids as well, which you've got to, you've got to um, say it's quite a good thing that they are. They're playing players like Willock and Saka. But it's really... Can you afford to be blooding those sort of players that aren't proven? Mm. At the, I know Foden's doing it for Man City, but mm. at the, that core of that team's been the same for about four, three three, four years. So I don't think Arsenal can afford to be playing youngsters yet. Yeah. It's coming back that watching Arsenal made me think about um, points that we made. I think it was you in particular, Mark, and just the implications of restart in regards to players whose contracts are running out. David Luiz, you know, was that a fully committed performance? Not at all. No. You don't know. And then you look at... then you on that similar topic, you look at Bournemouth, who just look really toothless, like don't like they'll ever score a goal. They've got Ryan Fraser, who's Eddie Howe says, you know, not in the right headspace to play. So the results are getting slightly influenced by the fact that it's an it's an odd circumstance, as you as you'd expect. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember in that conversation, you two, you know, oh, surely they 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 play uh, for an extra few weeks. And I think yeah, you've come to you've not. actually realised that that footballers aren't going to do that. And I would argue Ryan Fraser hasn't been there all season. Like he, he mentally yeah. hasn't been there. He wanted to go in the summer, so uh, there's, there's, he's, he's going to be one of many now that that just don't want to play. Louise even came out after the game and he's you know he's all fronted up and all this. But like I don't I don't really have any respect for that because I don't think it takes much to come in front of a camera and just say yeah I was rubbish because. He was, no. but he was saying that oh, you know, I should have sorted out my contract situation. I should have done this. Mm. I should have done that. And it's like oh, that I, sounds stupid, doesn't it? He, he's talking about decisions that were made weeks and days ago. It's not like he's had a year to reflect on it. Yeah, it, it just sounds completely I, hollow. I don't completely think he's mentally hollow. prepared to come on the pitch. I think as soon no. as he seen himself on the bench as well, I think he was thinking, right, there's here we go, and he, I might come on for the last ten fifteen minutes, but to come on after an injury so early. I just don't think he was mentally there as soon as he stepped on that pitch, arguably even when he got to the stadium. The fact that Arsenal flew to Manchester at 5pm on the day as well, isn't that just crazy? Yeah, yeah that is weird. Some I mean, decisions stupid. That do, do, you think, do you think that a player like, you know, they always say like the best centre-halves are the ones that are the most composed, they're relaxed, they, you know, they, don't, they don't take the game... Like they don't just boot it into the stands. So for that first goal for Sterling, do you think that because he has the ability, let's be honest, at times to be 
very calm on the ball and be very good with the ball. Do you think a player like that would like he's bound to make that kind of mistake because of how calm he is, or do you think it was just him not giving shit about the situation and not caring? Like I'm just going to knee this. Don't re- I'm so like, he's almost too relaxed because he doesn't care. Or do you think yeah. he he was so comp- he just thinks he's so composed he was going to control it? No, nah, it's the former. <laughs> he's just not trying hard enough. And he's got it seen that way. He's got a rick in him. There's those defenders who've always got a rick in them. The players you don't trust. Imagine a centre-back partnership of Lovren and Louise. You just know no. you're going to get errors every match between them two. And you, it just doesn't fill your back line with confidence, does it, straight away. As soon as you see him next year. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, to be honest, to sum up, Arsenal are... In a bit of a mess now. Obviously, it's a bit rich. Spineless. <laughs> Three Villa fans. fans. Um, yeah, I know, but, I know. But, and I think, you know, I think the... it's important at, at times. I think we will discuss Villa, the Premier League team. We're going to, for now. Um, so we will, we will discuss them in, in future podcasts. But um, I, don't think, I don't think Villa have looked the worst relegation-threatened side, though. Everyone thought Norwich was gonna, were going to come back really motivated. They were terrible. Bournemouth were terrible. I wouldn't say West Ham were terrible, but they, they didn't really inspire anything uh, so it's hard to say but it definitely looks like joining Norwich hmm, is two out of the three of West yeah. Ham Villa and Bournemouth yeah. especially after that Brighton that was a massive win for Brighton like huge I would argue um, as well that Brighton throughout the season they haven't deserved to go down. If they went down, I actually, no. as a Villa fan, I feel like I will say that they don't deserve to go down because I think they've played some good football. Um, they're trying to like try something different, aren't they? From from Chris Hewton. Watford, they've done the the classic Nigel Pearson, the classic getting a no nonsense manager to keep mm. you up, and it's going to work. I think, um, and that, that's that's not to take away actually. When you think about Watford's squad, um, they're a top ten squad. But I think the problem is, is they've, they've had some bad injuries because Troy Deeney was out at the start of the season. And I think they've got a lot of players who are a little bit disillusioned with where they are. So, you know, you were expecting to potentially get in Europe, maybe, Delefeu, I know Decore, yeah, teams have been after him for, for the last two seasons. So I think they've got a lot of players that are not totally committed to the club. But actually, in terms of squad, they've got a, a brilliant squad to stay up. Yeah, so I don't think they'll be. But if you've yeah. got oh. Ben Foster behind you as two centre backs, he's going to save you X amount of points a season alone from experience and just know, know it all, really. It's going to be painful. Uh, let's give Newcastle and Steve Bruce a lot of credit, though, as well. They, look, they looked really good. They made Sheffield United look a bit, a bit silly at the back when they've been like the best defensive team in the league, pretty much. Yeah, Sheffield United seem to have lost all their intensity. Um, yeah. I think they... It made us think that Villa had increased theirs. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. We've been a rude awakening when you see Newcastle tear them apart. I mean, the thing about Newcastle, though, which, you know, team, other teams at the bottom, obviously I say other teams at the bottom, Newcastle are 12, they're not going to be... They're, they're fine, I think. Um, but they've got game changes within their team. I mean, we're talking about San Maximan, really. I was going to say, let's pick the biggest winners and biggest losers. But I think the biggest winners that didn't actually win their game was Man United by far. Like They, they kind of strengthened their European situation a lot because Sheffield United didn't win. They stopped 
Spurs from winning. Um, although Wolves went on to win, didn't they? I was going to say, Wolves as well, the, the two big winners for me, really. They're the biggest and, threat. And Chelsea come back looking good as well. I think we've got a, as bad as Villa have been, Chelsea did come back looking like they, they were ready for it. They, they, um, mm. Kante has come back looking like he hasn't missed the trick at all, which is scary yeah. for the other teams around there. Who's your top four and who's your bottom three? Let's let's just try and settle that now quickly. Oh. And then we'll do European positions in the next episode. Okay. So I'll go first because I've, I've jumped that on you both. So I'm going to go, I'm going to stick my neck out on the line and go, Liverpool are going to win the league. Oh, Shock. controversial. <laughs> um, ah, but when? <laughs> obviously, the Man City second. I reckon, oh, I'm going to go Chelsea third. And I think Leicester will hold on to fourth. I'm gonna, I know that's not that's not much. Um, so that's my top four. Then my bottom three is Norwich, Bournemouth. Oh, this is gonna hurt. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Villa. Oh. I'm gonna say Villa. I'm gonna try just my to best. Save I'm, the pod time. Yeah. I agree with every position you've just said. Really, Except everyone. I can't, I can't have Villa going down. I can't sit here and say my team are going to go down. I just can't. Just <laughs> are they going to win? Are they going to win the oh, league? Go on, they, then. Do, do the top four they, first. Top, top four. Top four. So. Villa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't getting top four, Mark. No way. Maybe fifth or sixth. Out of nowhere. <laughs> um, just an RKO Villa <laughs> Premier League win. <laughs> Liverpool are going to win the league. They're going to win the league in the next week or so. City will finish second. Chelsea will finish third. Wolves are going to finish fourth. Oh. You're, ex- you're, you're forecasting a bit of a Leicester meltdown then. I can see they didn't look any great shakes against Watford. I'm going by what I've seen so far. And Wolves, no team in the Premier League has got as big a game change. Maybe Man City, but no team around, around that level has got a game changer as good as Adam Traore. He absolutely yeah, changed that- the game. There's mm. no player in the Premier League or maybe world football that's quite like him. So who's your yeah. bottom three, didn't we? Bournemouth bottom, from, from what I've seen Ooh. so far. Norwich have been yeah. terrible. Norwich have been terrible. But, but I just can't, I can't see Bournemouth doing anything. I really can't. I can see Norwich getting some surprise wins. So right, let's go Bournemouth, Norwich and West Ham. West Ham. The Amers are going down. Villa, last game of the season. Never forget, last game is West Ham versus Villa. So that's mm. going to be... Stay in there, stay in. Right, let's get into this week's poll. Greaves, what did we run this week on our Instagram? So we, we asked listeners to imagine that they found themselves in a circumstance whereby they'd been caught shoplifting a 24-bag multi-pack of Monster Munch from their local news agents. We wanted to know which member of the 2010 England World Cup squad would they like to represent them in court. Uh, we gave them the options of Emil Heskey, Rob slash Robert Green, Michael Dawson and Aaron Lennon. I think you've got the results, haven't you, Mark? I do have the results. I, I didn't check this week to see how many bots got involved. Um, so I'm just going to pretend there are any is... bots this week. There's no bots. Yeah, oh, dang. brilliant. So I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know what the buzzword in the last week... Maybe the, maybe the buzzword was 12-year-old in last week's poll. I don't know, but... Wow, that's dark. Like, we didn't get any... Wow. Any bots. 
He did not I get thought any Monster bots. Munch would be really, really raking them in. No, none this week. Okay, so in fourth place with 13% of the vote was Aaron Lennon. In joint third place? I think so, yeah, Mark. Yeah, let's go. Joint, joint, joint third place. Uh, (laughs) Rob Green and Michael Dawson with 19% of the vote and Emil Heskey came out on top with 50% of the vote Landslide He stormed it it Yeah, smashed it there Initial initial reactions we get Who's voting for Michael Dawson really? That that shocked me that he beat Aaron Lennon in all honesty Uh, I can (laughs) only assume the height as a factor on that because I, d- I don't understand that. Why, why, why would height be a factor? I don't know. Maybe you, 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 you're picturing Intimidate the jury. Yeah, that's all I can imagine. Um, as I say every week, the right man has won. The listeners have voted for the right man. Emil Heskey is the man for that job, isn't he? First of all, you've got a question. What, what shop owner is taking someone to court for stealing a pack of presumably two-pound monster munch? Surely, surely <laughs> you're just giving them some sort of refund there. I think but, uh, it's probably like small claims court, maybe. Yeah, it's got to be. But wouldn't it be fantastic to rock up as, as a prosecutor and see Emil Heskey as the, as the defence lawyer? <laughs> wouldn't that just be fantastic? He's, I think he's won because he's definitely the biggest name on that list, isn't he? Yeah. But I did a bit of... I've looked into the four of these guys and actually Emil Heskey's recently come out to defend Fabio Capello for his role at the, the World Cup. Like I think he's come under a lot of uh, and a lot of storm recently, Capello, for the way he handled it. And uh, Heskey's defended him, so he's obviously, he fancies himself as a defence lawyer. So he's got it yeah. in, in his locker. <laughs> it made me realise that at that World Cup, Capello banned butter because he noticed that English players ate a lot of bread. So he banned butter and ketchup Ch- and bread. Ketchup. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah. an odd, 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 odd time that was. I think when I first saw the list, I thought you've chosen some fringe players, but then I remembered Rob Green actually started the uh, the first game, didn't he? How could you and forget? He he, uh, he made that mistake, didn't he? How were against, was it? Was it, was it uh, Demp- Dempsey that scored? Yeah, absolutely. See, I, I knew, I, I, my fear was that we'd get into talking about the uh, the 2020, 2010 World Cup, and we've <laughs> we've already got there. But oh, yeah. I we actually voted. I voted Rob Green, though, because um, I've listened to him a lot since he's retired. On, I think he does a lot of work for BBC. And he just he comes across like quite a well-educated guy. And um, mm. I think a lot of teammates have all uh, said that he would be kind of a bit of an outcast and read would just books. Read, read books. <laughs> so I'm thinking yeah. he'd, he'd do his homework, read up on how you can get away with stealing Monster Munch. And, uh, and how to off. be a defence lawyer for dummies. <laughs> yeah, yeah think, and whilst think, he was... Um, Whilst he was at Leeds, I think it's the last club he actually played a, a competitive game for. He started studying a business degree with the Open University. So, yeah, kind of from an academic point of view, Rob Green seems the the standout candidate. I voted for Rob Green as well. He, I would, you know, Emil Heskey probably wasn't even. He might have been third on my list. I was going to go Aaron Lennon because of. A, I know it's going to sound silly, but like what we we were saying about height. I think he might get like this, the, this, like he might get like the sympathy from not for being small, but like he's a bit more approachable because yeah. he's small. He's not. He's not as so I empowering. See, yeah. um, we can't it, yeah, mention Aaron Lennon and not talk about his horrendous 
picture when he signed for Everton is probably the least oh, happy God, yeah. player signing of all time, holding up an Everton shirt and he was barely smiling. So but, I mean, the, the, Scott Hogan in that, one's though, quite Rick. bad. There's something in that, I didn't know. <laughs> there is. Well, not long after that, he was actually... He, was, he went to hospital, didn't he, for stress-related oh, illness? Yeah. I did, eh? yeah. So I, I think that, that a lot of people who um, tweeted about that picture subsequently tweeted about it when that news broke being like, you know, kind of maybe it all makes sense now. I think he did, um, he was actually like sectioned under the Mental Health Act, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he's done a lot of um, talking about it since. But that, notwithstanding, that picture is still ridiculous. It's just like The way his face is. Is is he at Burnley now? I think he is, yeah. Yeah. Is he still at Burnley? He's, uh, He's with our mate, isn't he? Dyche. What a man. <laughs> How many worms do you think Aaron Lennon's eaten? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dawson, right? Oh. He, is, he was the only uncapped member of that squad. And I got some research here. Research. He only got in that team because Ferdinand got injured in, uh, in, like, um, in training in the warm-up to the World Cup. Now, who injured Ferdinand? Was it was it an England injury or a Man U injury? It was in training in England training. Dawson. <laughs> that was fantastic. He wasn't training. Was it our defensive uh, Was it Heskey? It was Heskey. Was it so Emil? what I think's happened is that Dawson has paid Heskey to injure <laughs> Ferdinand, and therefore neither of them are ethical, and they can't be considered. Because wow. it's, oh, is, it's clearly not... what happened, isn't it? That's a wild accusation. So it clearly happened and he got away with it. That's why I want him as my attorney. Because he can get away with it. Until now. Until now. How much do you think you paid him? (laughs) What do you think you paid him? A 48 bag of Monster Munch, probably. (laughs) (laughs) I've recently come across this 24 multi pack bag of Monster Munch. If what would be uh, <laughs> if you were to if you were in that position, what would be like your closing argument with it to to try and defend yourself? Mm, to the it jury? would be something along the lines of they were planted on me. Someone planted twenty four months to munch on me, or maybe I thought I, I won them somehow in a con- contest. I don't know. I've never really stole months to munch, so I've never had to think about how I'd get away with it. Really. What have you stolen? Uh, many, <laughs> many people's hearts. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners' hearts. Not a lot, really, Mark. Not a lot. <laughs> what about you, Greaves? How would you? Don't uh, ask me what I've stolen. Um, stolen. I just ask people to consider how tasty Monster Munch is. Yeah. <laughs> like. It's such a tasty snack. What's your favourite Monster Munch? Flaming Heart. I used to it used to be Flaming Heart, but I think it's, yeah. it's the pick, pickled onion. What made you change your mind? Was it was it I any one up. of Rob Green, Michael Dawson, Emil Heskey, or Aaron Lennon? What I'm what I'm more confused about is um, how does anyone get away or think they can get away with stealing a pack of twenty four? Because that's that's a sizable pack that makes a lot of noise. I mean. Are you are you paying for some shopping and not paying for that, or what, what's yeah, going what, on here? What's your tactic? What, you what will be your tactic? To, well, nowadays, what you're failing to consider here, Mark, is scan and go. The culprit here has gone to the self checkout, and they've um, they've scanned everything but the monster munch, and and then the the security man's gone. Well, 
they're not going to not scan such a big multi-pack of, of brightly coloured monster munch wrong. They've taken it straight out the front door. But they've been caught on camera. Yeah, exactly. So the police have come to their house after the act and they've given Emil a call and here we are. I think there's multiple deviants act for this monster munch <laughs> pilfery. I would say I'm doing my shopping. Pilfery. I've, I've, got a, I've got a rather large hood and a friend of mine may have plonked the monster munch in the hood unbeknownst to me. And I've obviously left the store to which point the security guard said, Oi, you, why have you got 24 bag of monster munch in your hood? Uh, presumably I ran away straight to Emil mm. Heskey's house because I knew he was the man, <laughs> the man for the job. So are we just, we basically are saying that, that it's, it's going to Emil. I mean, we've job. got to go with the, oh, well, me and you have both voted for Rob Green. But we have, but Green's we can make a good point about getting away with injuring Rio. That's a big yeah. deal. If he's got away with but, that, especially with a disciplinarian that is Capello, maybe that is why he's now praising him because he made it. He struck a deal with Capello after he injured Rio, and and he said, 10 years time when it comes out that I banned Ketchup, you've got to you've got to support me." <laughs> this is the weirdest deal this I've is ever the, heard. It's either the worst or best poll we've we've ever had. Yeah. Let's face it. So we're picking. We're going with Heskey. Yeah, we'll let him have a shot. Heskey's the man for the job, I think. Find out next week if he gets we get off. <laughs> when we win, he'll do the DJ <laughs> celebration. <laughs> get, gets me off what, Mark? <laughs> I, you know, get you off. Just will Emil Heskey get you off? <laughs> this is going to be a strange podcast uh, next week, guys. Tune in. Tune in. <laughs> <laughs> Can this one be videoed and uh, put on YouTube? <laughs> Ready to play another game of six degrees. I think we need to. We've, oh, time no. is not on our I've side. Said, I've just called it six degrees of separation. Six. Who am I? The six degrees. We've done one. This is our second For the podcast. Third time. Out. Get Dermot in. <laughs> third time. Jesus, you said it about hundred. So. Oh, sorry. Starting to affect me a little bit. I didn't think you could count all the texts that I sent you privately. <laughs> and all the hateful messages you've been receiving <laughs> about me. Yeah. I really appreciate oh. you forwarding them on to me. Just <laughs> opening up my pad from last week. So I think we'll, we'll, we'll be starting with... Uh... Oh, no. No, I'm on a different game. Ignore me. You are Ethan. on a different game. We're starting with Ethan Ampadu. <laughs> it would well, have been last, Silver. Last week you really did... Well and truly have my pants down. You love having mine, mine and <laughs> took both, down, he took both of our pants down and now he's getting off with Emil Hester. Now that Emil's got mine down, <laughs> may as well get someone else's. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Separation. Your two players for this week's <clears throat> Six degrees, six degrees, fucking hell, six decies of separation. <sighs> I want you to get from Roy Keane Kino. to Raheem Sterling, and your time Ooh. starts now. You've not got to travel far there between the two Manchester clubs. Roy Keane, Raheem Sterling. Rooney. I don't know why I'm going to Rooney. <laughs> Could be any Man United player. Uh, Rooney's played with Roy Keane. Yeah. Do we count in Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Rooney. 
because then we can get to modern day Everton again. Yep. And um, Rooney and Delph. No, did that ever happen? Because the, then you can get to Barry, but then you can't. Barry didn't play with Sterling. Are we going go to go to the Everton team? So Roy Keane to Wayne Rooney to Rooney mm-hmm. at Everton, which could be. He didn't play with John Stones at Everton, did he? No, I'd say no. I think he was. He went. Yeah. By then, I mean, you don't have to go that, but your mind gets into that. We're trapped now, aren't we? I've trapped our mind in Everton. I know. Yeah. Never mind, because we we know there's a lot of players there. This one, this one should hypothetically be really easy. There'll be people shouting now, going, "Oh my god, it's so obvious! It's so obvious!" Think of some Liverpool players that Sterling played with. Joe Allen. Did Milner and Sterling ever cross over at Liverpool? Yeah. No. Yeah, Man, at Man City, at Man City, yeah, I'd say so. I don't know. I, your mind goes. It's easy for the listeners. Again, I associate them with kits, and I feel like I've seen. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Let's let's go away from that one for a bit. Rooney's a great shape because it links Roy Keane in the two thousands. Yeah, to it's a modern day. Yeah, so I think we stick with Wayne Rooney. Yeah, I think he's the best option. Then we could go to Everton with a player such as. Where's Ross Barkley right now? Is it Chelsea? <laughs> okay. I'm kicking myself Did... because it seems like it's really obvious. I know it really should be. It really should be. But it it your your mind just goes blank. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Who's the best Everton player to pick here? That played yeah. with Rooney. Walcott. We but... could do Walcott again. Um Arsenal, that gets Arsenal, us Arsenal, to... Arsenal. Arsenal or Southampton. Ox probably never played with Sterling at Liverpool, did he? Oh, yeah, we, we, we're not sure on that crossover of Sterling, are we? Because if Ox and Sterling were, Sterling were together... Sterling! We could go Walcott, Oxlade. I think Sterling. they probably did. Oh, no. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not oh, 100% it's, on it. It's a similar time. Okay. Let's just start naming Everton players week. So we've got Walcott, Jagielka, Gareth, Gareth Barry, Jagielka, Barkley, probably played with Rooney. Oh, oh, Graves, I think I can do it. Go on. Rooney, do we think Rooney and Barry played together at Everton? Uh, I think so, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Barry and Albrighton. He might have gone to West Brom by then. Yeah. Albrighton, Mares. Mares. Yeah, okay. Let's try that out. Definitely. Should we give that a go? Can you check that, Mark? So, Mark, we'd like to go Roy Keane to Wayne Rooney um, at Man U. Rooney to Barry at Everton. It's a bit com- controversial, but possibly crossed over. Yep. Um, Barry to Albrighton at Villa. Yep. Albrighton to Mares at City. Yep. And then it will have to be Mares to Sterling. And it is two cities in a row. That's fine. Didn't we say it's allowed at the end? I think that's okay at the end. No, it's allowed at any point. It's just you're not allowed to go city, city, city. You can go oh, to... Oh, Matt, let's not get back into this. <laughs> go on, Mark. Apparently, all Brighton and Barry didn't play together. Oh, my no, it, gosh. Hang on, we haven't said Barry. Yeah, we did. You've gone Barry or Brighton. Went Barry or Brighton. You didn't need to. Oh, you could have... God. Uh, okay. No, you did. Okay, let's try, let's try the second one then. So, we're going to... Mark, we're going to go Keane, Rooney... Yep. And then we'll go to Gareth Barry, and then Barry and Lamps at City, then Lamps and Sturridge at Chelsea, 
then Sturridge and Sterling at Liverpool. Oh, they, okay. When Mark said these two players, I thought this this is going to be well easy. Little did I? Did know? Rooney? And, so we know Rooney and Barry played together because that's not where Mark cut us off. But Barry yeah. and Lampard at City, they did, didn't they? They would have crossed over. That well, Lamp- well, well. It's very possible they come on for each other. That's the only the concern. Were they on the pitch? I oh, know the if they're time? if they're ever coming on for each other, they've got to share the pitch once. We don't know why. <laughs> Over the white line. As they, <laughs> his feet were on. <laughs> no, they didn't share a pitch. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, right, let's get on to You've got one minute 30. <laughs> okay. But Barkley. Oh, Barkley wouldn't play with Lampard, would he? Oh, my God. Right, we've got to look at... Do we want Walcott? Do, do we think... Wig, we wig, wig, wig. Oh, God. Uh, Rooney, Rooney, Rooney at Everton. Right. One minute left. Do you think Ox and Sterling played together? Try it, Wig, and I'll I'll try and think in the background. We're going to try this one, Mark, but we'll keep thinking. Uh, Kane, Rooney, Walcott, Oxlade-Chamberlain at Arsenal. And then Ox hopefully links to Sterling at Liverpool, but we're not 100%. Okay. Right, come on, Grievo. Wig, Delafeu at Everton. He played at Barcelona, maybe with Suarez, who played with Sterling. Oh, Rooney and Delafeu then? Rooney and Delafeu. Do you think Delafeu was at Watford <gasps> by then? It's so hard to tell. God, we might as well try it, as no, long as you've said it before the time runs out. So what are you saying? Hang on, have you tried the one? Did we get just give no, you but you've got, you've got You've got eight, seven seconds. Do you want to lock that one in as well? Yeah, quickly. Five, three. What's your one? What is it? We're locking them both in. It's Rooney, Delafeu, and then Delafeu played with Suarez, Messi, and/or Suarez, and then Suarez and Sterling. (laughs) It's chaos. Well, time has run out, but I'll you lock that in. Oh, guys, we we locked in. We locked in. Do you know what? We've got two routes. I've not even heard the, the other route you offered there. So the other what one was, was uh, Keane, Rooney, Walcott, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Sterling. Yeah, okay, sorry, I did it. That, so yeah. it, it all hangs, oh, I think, on if Ox and Sterling. Yeah, I think. Up, which he probably, they, he, he, I don't think they, they didn't. did. They didn't? Oh. I mean, no, 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 I'm, oh. I'm looking, but I have. I have did John, really John St- I'm worried we've messed up with John Stones here. No, they didn't play together. They didn't play. Oh. Come on, Greaves. Let's hope this Delafeu show. I think that I do think that one will. Right. I'm gonna. I'm, I reckon personally. I don't think it will. But what I'm I'm gonna check anyway. So you've gone just to just to reiterate your last one. You've gone Keane to Rooney to Delafeu to Suarez to Sterling. I think. Are we allowed to put you, Messi in between though? Like with I've, I'm lost track on that rule. Like to make it more cert, can we go Delafeu? Messi Suarez. No, because you should have added someone else in there, which I think would have helped you. Oh, actually, no, you wouldn't have, because you would have gone Everton, Everton, Everton. That's yeah. why you didn't do that. We'll I just go straight say, to Suarez then. From I was going to say Rooney and Barry at Everton, Barry and Delafeo at Everton. That's uh, probably your. But I just you see, I viewed our rule as no back-to-back clubs. I always in the try. Middle. And, yeah. 
we need to we always forget that we always always forget that uh hang on i'm just trying to find this can't be our first l grievo it can't be no no (laughs) sorry boys i can't believe uh, you have to take a loss on this one Keen to Sterling. Okay, so I will tell you how I got there. So Wayne Uh, Rooney and Delafayo didn't play together. No, or Brighton and Barry. Or Brighton and Barry didn't play together. That's you got to think. You got Barry left like quite a while ago, and or Brighton wasn't a regular, was he? You would have thought they come on one. I'm gutted. I'm gutted with that. We we, it's the pressure. All right, I'm, make, I'm making excuses here. <laughs> okay, so you've got Roy Keane and Rooney play together 39 times for Man United. So, so that you was... went to Rooney as well? Yes. Okay. Then Rooney and Van Persie. Van Persie played 73 times for Man United. Then Van Persie and Gal Clichy. Well, you've got Man United, Man United, Man United. What, three players, Man United? Yeah, that's See, your I... own rule. Ooh, this is what I was worried you might point out. This is what I was worried you might point out. Carry on, but, anyway. <laughs> so Rooney and Van Persie, 73 times for Man United. Then Van Persie and Gail Clichy for Arsenal. And Clichy and Sterling, 50 times for Man United. Oh, man. We, we could have just... We could have um, done Barry and Clichy. We just went down t- tangents, didn't we? We could have done Barry and Clichy and it was done. And Marks doesn't work anyway because he's got three Man United players in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so we've all been we've all we've all been beaten. I hope there's at least one listener who's got this because none of us have. Mark, do you want to introduce these um, two chumps? Oh, do I have to? Sure. Okay, so this week we've decided to change up a little bit, and we're going to be doing. Some versus fun. So this week we've asked Nicholas Thwong and Thomas Rayburn to join us. Are you there? Please, 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 please. How are gents? Good. Very good. Good. Are you feeling confident? No, you know, not with Nick. How do you think you're going to both come to the same conclusion? Because this is going to be difficult, I think. You've got to yeah, like, be, a, be a team. Well, I've got a coin ready. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, it's very awkward, so I think I'm going to have to back down and accept Nick's answer. Oh, I don't do that. No, I don't. We'll, we'll discuss. Like a terrible strategy. Can't let these Sams win, seeing as they've already got the answer on a sheet from Mark. Hey, we... <laughs> oh, you are. You think. We've got more integrity than that, Nick. Come on. You think we're that professional to have pens and paper? Come on. I don't know. You've got your logo behind you on a screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the, t- the TV network we're starting up. So, we're going to... Think, I think it's right that we carry on from last week's player that we ended with higher or lower with. We're, gonna, we're parking the Sam versus Sam for now, just because... Well, Greaves actually suggested this, and I think he suggested it because he, he, he couldn't take I'm running it. scared. I'm running really scared. Of course <laughs> I want to carry on. The two players are David Silva and David Villa. How many times have they shared the pitch together? You've come up with an 83 wig, which I'm happy with. I've, I've gone for 83. And no, you boys have gone 60, just 60. 60. Yeah, they are. Okay, so 
David Silva and David Villa played together 182 times. Really? Oh. Not going to lie, Wig, you've proved yourself to be fantastic with the old toss. So you, um, you pick toss, what you want to uh, do here with, with the so toss. As listeners may well know, I have won this quite a few times, the first Ooh. game, as, as Greaves <laughs> can vouch for. And I think you get an advantage if you defer the toss to the opposition. So I would like Raybone and Nick to have the first one, please, Mark. Okay. Fans to go first. You aren't even going to be no. <laughs> out of our own asses. are we calling you, calling you fans? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> massive fans. It's, it's, just, it's only because it, it goes, rhymes in a way, kind of. Sam, it doesn't sound I mean, fans. I've listened every week, so I'm a fan. Love Can't it. It's just about Nick. <laughs> it is on the fans to go first. So, we, David Silva and David Villa played together 182 times. David Villa... And Andres Iniesta, higher or lower than 182 times? What are you thinking, Nick? A lot more. <laughs> What's your, what was your initial reaction? I would go higher because they're both, they're, they're both uh, experienced age players. <laughs> I would go lower. This is great. Nick, you can talk. You're on a podcast. <laughs> it's really useful for us. If you I, talk. I, I can't think and talk at the same time. <laughs> it's the dialect. So, the dialect. so where, where were they? Where were they? They were Barcelona. Yeah. Spain. Yeah. That's that's the best of my knowledge. That's the best that's of my it, knowledge. That's, that's it. it. That's it. So yeah, let's go lower. Oh my god. You're going Chris, lower. Chris Tarrant. Yep. Final answer. I think that's a safe right, wig. Oh, yeah. I think based on the fact that 182 is quite it's high. higher than we thought yeah i would i initially think lower unless you can convince me otherwise i think lower it's a tough one i don't think it's gonna to be too much in it, it is a tough one yeah i, I think st- let's go Graves, should we go lower Graves, you go always lower. go higher though that's why let's i'm go lower <laughs> yeah but ray I'm, I'm i'm drastically losing so okay. <laughs> i'm gonna change my approach okay oh god don't let it rub off on me what right. do you reckon week what's your- <laughs> um, I, I think I, I, my initial thought was lower because I just think that's a really high number and I think we stick with our gut and stick with lower okay lower okay so Via and Iniesta played together 177 times it was lower just Woo-hoo. you were right just. close there's 1-1 one, one. Via and Iniesta played together 177 times Iniesta and Cesc Fabregas, higher or lower than 177 times. These are hard, actually. Cesc, Barcelona, Iniesta, Barcelona, obviously Spain national team. Do you know what then? Okay, Iniesta's taken Fabregas' place in the Spanish team, hasn't he? He's not taken Villa's place, so should we go lower? Very true. My initial thought was lower. Lower. Would Mark Mark, do two lowers in a row? Yeah. He's that kind of okay. guy. I'm not sure. What I know of what the uh, uh, what of the fan? What are you thinking, fans? We both. Well, I, we, I text him straight away saying lower. And I, I was just being down anyway. Not on they're far better at this than we are. We should do <laughs> but, that. We but, don't depict things. We just me, like to be straight. Do, do we want to go for the win? <gasps> Got six whole rounds, Ray. This is where yeah, Greaves loses. Off. Do you understand what I mean? Do you reckon it's a trick? No, I'm not saying it's a trick. But do we want to throw it out there and try and get an early lead? Or do you want to go goal behind this early? (laughs) Doesn't matter. There's there's four more questions. 
<laughs> Do you know what? I look, respect that. Respect that. Nah, he, he wasn't... I, don't, I think it's lower. I can't see Fabregas playing with Iniesta that much. Nah. They, well, they play the same yeah. position as well, don't they? Yeah. That's so they're, they're, fight, they're fighting for the same, the same spot. Lower. And he wouldn't have got into the Spanish, Spanish team as, as much. So, yeah. yeah, but Spain going, played he... six midfielders. It's <laughs> yeah, true, they yeah, did yeah. do that. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I think it's yeah, lower. Lower, yeah. Okay, so uh, Iniesta and Tessa Fabregas played together 185 times. Oh, there's more. Oh, they could have gone. gone. We should have they... gone, gone for it, Nick. Ray you said could it. see that Ray we, said we were it. bottling it, weren't we? Wig, Wig, it was like, but, but do you want to go a goal behind? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wig, <laughs> Wig, it was panicking. Nine games, nine games. <laughs> okay. Oh. Enough okay. to post there, Graver, I think, a little bit. <laughs> so, Fabregas and Robin Van Persie, higher or lower than 185 times? Ooh. This one's on the fans. It's on it the is fans, on the fans. Who are we with each other? <laughs> oh, okay. Who are we now? Who are we with each other? Arsenal. Never met. Years, years at Arsenal, weren't they? But how, many, how many games are in a season? Yeah, but you got to remember they've got no international lot the other side. That's what I mean. So we we're solely going off club appearance. Yeah, club appearance. So there from a young age. What was your initial no. thought, me? Higher. Was it? Yeah. Okay, we'll go higher then. We'll lock Unless it in. you. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going with you on this one. Yeah. We've okay. kind of just text leading into that same conclusion. We also think higher. Yeah, I reckon oh, RVP must God. have had about RVP must have had about three hundred games at Arsenal, and I think Cesc probably played in 80 percent of them. Champions so League I think it's got to be it's got to be higher. You're going oh, higher, Ray. What were you, were you saying? Your gut was lower. Yeah. Really? Oh, you didn't go with your gut last time. Did you I'm, I'm going with Nick's gut, though. I'm oh. trusting my, my my teammate. He's got a stinky gut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're on the his gut. So you're, you're, you're going higher as well, Sam's? Yeah, yes, yeah. we are. Okay, so Fabregas and Van Persie played together 169 times. It was lower. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, Ray's gut's been right twice. <laughs> oh, Ray, if you two lose this now, you, you'll be devastated. Beaming. Beaming. Right. Still 1-1. One, one. Still 1-1. Oh, no. This is going oh, exactly okay. how we want it. Mark. This is going exactly how we want it. So... <laughs> Van Persie and Gal Clichy, high or lower than 169 times? Holy crap. RVP, Gal Clichy, Arsenal, again, no other team, to my knowledge. Yeah. I text Wigget in the last round, estimating that RVP probably had, had about 300 games for Arsenal. I think RVP and Clichy's career spanned a similar time frame. And Clichy was higher, solid left both back. Starters. No one else is getting higher. a left back berth over Clichy for three or four years. So again, I, I would possibly go for higher. Who else this is getting a left back spot? No one, I think higher. Okay, fans, what have you got, or what are you thinking? My initial reaction was lower. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. So they're saying three or four seasons. 160 games, 40 games a season for four seasons. Now I'm going. Low. I'd go lower, Nick. Yeah, let's just do it for the bants. Okay. 
Lower. Yeah, and lower. I think they had about. I think they had about eight seasons together. That's a bold move, Cadden. So hey, this is the first. I think this is in the two hundreds. This is the Ooh. first round where you've got differential. Yeah. First round you disagreed. So Fabregas and Van Persie played together 169 times. Van Persie and Gal Kalishi played together 135 times. It oh! Oh, oh, I'm no. saying 200. <laughs> no. Why are you listening to me, Wiggit? I'm terrible at this. I don't know why I fell for it. Oh, no. Two right, one to the fans. For like eight years. Reward that gut, Ray. Three in a row for Ray. Oh wow! Uh, what was we, it? One hundred and thirty what? Uh, hundred. So Van Persie and Clichy played together one hundred and thirty-five times. Okay. So Clichy and Emmanuel okay. Abue higher or lower than one hundred and thirty-five times, and it is for the fans to go first. Not <laughs> believe it. I uh. I don't know what nationality they both are. Oh, Clichy's French, and here, Bouet. Clichy's French, yeah. Clichy's French. So it's just Arsenal. Or do you know if they've played for anyone else? I haven't got a clue. No. I w- What's your gut saying? Give me a little poke. <laughs> when he first said it, I would have gone lower, straight away. Yeah, yeah. I would have gone lower. Cause... I can't see them playing that many seasons for together. A boom, I weren't strong right back for that long, was I? A couple of years, maybe? Oh, lower there. Lower, please, Mark. I'm Sounds... still reeling. I still can't believe the last one you want. <laughs> yeah, you know, Wig, I mean, so for the, for the, the sake of, of everyone listening, Wig has texted me saying, shall we go higher for the sake of the game? <laughs> and I agree with that, but there is a round after this, and it's the flippy, flippy round, isn't it? And we can get the draw. So... D- do you we, want to we, go we have to go with what we actually think for this one. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. But I don't know. I mean, but I think, like Ray said, you're basically pitting a boue against Robin Van Persie, aren't you? Yeah. And you know RVP's starting every game. A boue, not necessarily. But this feels like one of the times where I normally overthink it and go, Mark's trying to screw us and it's I'll a- go higher. The diff- we've got to think, was Abue there when RVP went to Manu? Everything tells me it's going to be lower. Yeah, I've got to be honest. And okay, right. I think we've got to play safe, haven't we? At this stage in the game. We are then banking on flipping over a different n- word to these two, aren't we? I thought they had the balls, but... Do you think it's lower, Wig? Do you think it's lower? I, I, when you pit a Bue against Van Persie, if you say to me, who played more games for Arsenal, Van Persie or a Bue? It's got to be Van Persie, hasn't it? 135%. Percent. It's got to it's gotta be lower. Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it? I, I think Clichy left in like 2010. I think... Van Persie left in like 2011, 2012, 2012. Around then. It, it's, and they're both starting, and not. So, should we go lower? Let's go lower. I think it's the safest bet. Yeah. And I, think I, really hope, I really hope this is higher now. Oh, I, I really hope it's not. <laughs> okay, so Van Persie and Clichy played together 135 times. Clichy and Emmanuel Abue played together. 138 times it was God. higher. Yes! I can't believe it, Chris. I cannot Take believe what's win. happening. 
Wig, I'm 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 a curse. I can't believe it. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so going into the last round, we always get oh, we can only draw. each of them, each of you no, to but... show your answers. So you probably will need to text each other and confirm your answer. Then what I want you to do is write your team's answer and show it to the camera at the same time. I can't believe this. Oh, how has Ibuwe played more times than Van Persie? I, and I was right with my, you know, I mean, I, I take blame for that, but it's one of those ones where Marks, he's put it in, he has, he definitely has, he's gone, oh my God, that's higher. He does that, doesn't he? <laughs> Just leave the bit in where Greaves says, Wig texts me saying, should we go higher? Leave that bit in. <laughs> Do you know what, as well, I'm amazed I'm, that Abuwe had that many appearances for Arsenal. I swear he was always injured. I'm, I'm also going to leave. I'm going to leave in the bit where Greaves is like full on balls out, cocky, going. This is going to be in the two hundreds. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm sh- I am. I am really shocked by the RVP cliche number. Last one, cliche and Abuwe played together 138 times. Abuwe and Didier Drogba. Higher or lower than 138 times? Hold it up, Nick. Three, two, one. Show me what you got. Oh, no! The he read it. He read it. Right, he's gone higher. Galatasaray. So, it really doesn't matter, but Abue oh. and Didier Drogba played together 88 times. That's Did they? lower. No. Crazy, you had such a man. <laughs> oh. I hate this game so much. We've got one point. The... Mark, who did the play for? Oh, Ivory three. Coast and Ivory Coast and Galatasaray. And, uh, and Galatasaray. <sighs> well, it was only oh. that was a quite a low-scoring game, so it's two-one to the fans. But obviously, overall score <laughs> one-nil to the Fair fans. Play. Fair play, fans. Fair play. Yeah, well done. I mean, yeah, it's right, yeah. so. Right, thank you ever so much for listening to another episode. We really appreciate it. Make sure you are subscribed to us wherever you get your podcasts, and we will be back again next week for another episode of Still No No. Goodbye. See you later. So long, listeners. <laughs>